Happy Monday after a Capital Pride weekend, comma, observed. It is Monday, June 14th. I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. It also was National Rosé Day on Saturday, so I'm still recovering from that as well. And I'm <laughs> sure the two were scheduled to coincide around the same time. A lot of overlap on that Venn diagram. <laughs> hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, create an awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. This is going to be quite a summer, Roaring Twenties, and to add to the roar, there's a brand new concert venue that's opening up very soon. It's all happening. We're like, DC's back, baby. I don't know where this came from. I felt like it was so under the radar, and now we have a new venue in Northern Virginia? Yeah, so at Capital One Center, which is right on 123 in Tyson's, you've probably seen it if you've been driving out there, maybe you've taken the Silver Line to Tyson's. It's the giant building that's gone up and then there's a hotel on top of the building capital one center of course capital one's headquarters is in tyson's and they've added a music venue a 1600 seat music venue that's going to be opening up and they're already announcing some of the artists that are going to be there and i hear as a matter of fact the uh opening weekend artists are going to be announced very very soon that's so cool. And you know what? Northern Virginia was, I mean, we love our wolf trap, but like the Tyson's area is screaming for a venue. So it's about darn time. Totally, totally. And so Capital One Hall is going to throw open the doors um, in like October, November timeframe. But it's really neat. So the Capital One Center has a Wegmans on the floor and there's a bunch of like offices and living and stuff. And then there's a dog park and a beer garden and a music venue and um, a hotel. So Sounds like Nirvana. I, I mean, don't know. Like, like, yeah, you don't have to ever leave the building. No, that's amazing. Um, and it, it's opening up like they're phasing in the opening, but it's almost ready. So this fall, this summer, it's all going to be happening. And uh, Capital One Hall, man, that's where it's at. Very, very cool. So who do you think is going to be the opening weekend talent? Right. You kind of have to go big or go home. Right. right. But it right. is only a small venue. Right. And like I, the anthem had Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Right, because he's local. I, yeah. Entertainment I don't, Sports Arena had Mary J. Blige. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. There's so many ways it could go. It could go country, it could go pop. I'm trying to think of other local stars it could be. Could it be Taylor Swift? <laughs> so you joke, she's in the Capital One ads and has <gasps> the Capital One ads. Who knows? Oh. Right. Like that was like the Bruno Mars that opened up MGM, right? Uh -huh. That was a small venue. But then we realized that Bruno had a deal with MGM and which is why he was doing this. <gasps> You're yep. right. She's in those commercials where she puts on her cardigan. Yes. I mean, it could also be Samuel L. Jackson, which would also be great. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
<laughs> he just for 90 minutes just scream and curse at you and it'd be awesome <laughs> or jen gardner that's <laughs> true maybe he's got talents we don't know about but i i love it they've got Clint Black is going to be performing there. They've got um, like comedians like Taylor Tomlinson and uh, John Chris going to be performing. From what I understand, it's going to be everything from like podcast live recording shows to like major artists from different genres, spoken word stuff, community stuff. It's going to be really cool to see uh, Capital One Hall get all opened up. Oh, that's that's awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And there's a Wegmans. While we're waiting for the Wegmans to be built in DC, they've got, it's the closest Wegmans to the district. You should just, you should know that. I actually did, I got my ruler out. There's the Wegmans in Prince George's County, but this is the closest one to the DC line by like a couple yards, but it is technically closer. (laughs) Well, also, and there's a Metro, so. Right. It's perfect. All right, Tommy, have you heard about this uh, little boy who started raising money for his sick puppy? Um, this has all the feels to it. I, I think I did. Right. He was he was like selling his stuff. Right. So this it, it broke a couple weeks ago. Um, he was selling his Pokemon cards that he had been collecting for years in his short little life um, since he was the age of four. I believe he is around 10 now. And he got this little puppy, a little covid puppy who had Parvo, which is that, you know, parasite that could kill these little puppies. And yeah. Parvo is no joke. No, it, it is not. And it's also, as you know, and I certainly know, too, vet bills can be super expensive. Yep. So he started selling the cards literally on the side of the road. And his mother posted a, uh, a photo, went viral. People started giving from all over the country. And they were able to raise, um, I think, over $23,000. Yeah, which was from 800 different donors, too, which people gave like 30 bucks a person, right. give or take, for this kid. Yeah, so cute. And here's what I love. We love this part when the corporations get involved. The Pokemon Company, which I guess is based in um, Seattle, gave him a set of very rare Pokemon cards for his collection. And then they also gave some to be auctioned off. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that part of it. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, you know, they I'm sure they have plenty of money. I don't think the markup on these cards are that much, but <laughs> um, it just was still really nice. And that puppy is doing well. Good. That was my next question. My most the important pup- question was, how's the dog? Yeah, the puppy was is doing well, still recovering and being closely monitored. But um, way to go, little kid. Way to go. That and also, awesome. your parents did a good job. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, in Lebanon, Virginia, too, which is like, Kentucky. Like it's the southwestest part of, of Virginia is where this kid's from. Yeah. And there's like this little photo of him on the side of the road, like Pokemon cards for sale. Way to go. Yeah. That's awesome. You put this next topic in the show plan and it's sort of like a, is it like a psychological study a little bit too? <laughs> Would you live in a house that something horrible happened in? I've been following the real estate market because I own a home in D.C. I've owned it for over 20 years and very happy that I do because it's crazy right now. Yes. Houses on the market are going for above asking. People are doing crazy things. Well, there's this giant house in Potomac, Maryland, 6,000 square feet. Huge. Huge house. Um, and it was priced at over a million dollars. It hadn't been sold. And in fact, it had a price reduction, which is just not in this day and age, June 2021 in the D.C. area. That's not happening. Right. There's just no markdowns on, on, on homes unless people were murdered in it. So I saw this and I was like, oh, I don't like, 
you know, because I grew up in the area, no Potomac well. And then I go to to learn more about the story. And I remember this, this story as a teenager. It's a horrible story. I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically uh, someone that was working at the home murdered the entire family, the, the children and the father, the mother and her son happened to be on vacation and were spared that. But still, this is a horrible incident. But the house now has sold for $400,000 asking price. So my question to you, Tommy, I know you're not quite ready to like get a home. You've got your condo. Would you, if you knew you could get a great discount, live in a home where there are multiple murders and now it was 30 years ago. So there's some, you can sage it and put some fresh coat of paint on and, and move on. Uh, yes. You would. In the way the housing market is going. And it, yes, absolutely. Because if it was like 30 years ago, someone had to have lived there since comma, there had to have been a cleanup crew in their sense. And I don't know walking in like, the location of the incident as well. Cause a Potomac house is pretty big. 6,000 square feet is pretty big. And yeah. so I would take the discount, not that I'm in the market for a million one home, but then I would spend like 60 grand or a hundred grand to have one of like the deep cleaning, like remodel people go in there and just like mess up the, like mess up the interior and mess up the like floor plan. Right. So like, I want a wall taken out. I want a thing made bigger. I want like, I want to structurally change the inside of it so that we're really messing with the feng shui. And then, yeah, absolutely would do that. Are you sure you wouldn't want to hire like an exorcist or like someone to do a seance there just to like clear the spirits? Oh, totally. I want like a priest and a rabbi and an imam. <laughs> I want a psychic and I want a medium and I want, yeah, absolutely. Yes, totally. Okay. Totally. Okay. I want some like kind of a Wiccan healer to show up to. I want to cover all my bases, but yeah, I feel like um, that's absolutely horrific. What, what happened for sure but it was 30 years ago. And if the house is for sale and you can like, I think I wouldn't say like gut the thing, but I would definitely structurally change some things inside. And just so you know, if you are looking for homes, at least in the Maryland law, and I know this cause I read the TOP article, they don't have to disclose things like that. There are lots of things you have to disclose when you're selling a house or buying a house. That is not one. So just oh. so you know, <laughs> if, you, if you are buying a house and you want to just like make sure, you know, I don't know what type of database you can do a cross check to see if anyone was murdered there or died there. Um, I, I will like tell you. You go to NBC NBCWashington.com or WTOP.com for the address, <laughs> the address. and see anything pops up. Yeah. My house that I grew up in, uh, the um, the uh, father had passed away and he was in his 80s, but he had passed away in the home. And we had a housekeeper who was convinced she would see him in the basement. She was convinced and she wasn't like, I didn't, I mean, I don't, wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, that's the crazy, like, like she was convinced every night. And she said he was very nice. Um, he didn't like spook her, but he would, oh, she would always see him in the basement. He was nice. Like they had a chit chat. Kinda. Huh. I didn't think about the ghost thing though. Cause yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a, the haunting thing is a thing that could be, huh? Mm -hmm. And so I wonder, like, is the family selling the house finally now? Or I, I don't know a lot of the details around it. Because that's a different ball of wax. <laughs> like, if somebody else has owned it since, then yeah, totally. Like, let's do it. Let's go. Well, it was in 1995, so it was a long time ago. Yeah, but Potomac Real Estate's pretty valuable. Yeah. We'll have to check out the Zillow. I don't know if you're out. a family and you've lost your entire family. You go back to live in that house. I would think, right? You probably yeah. it's so then someone else has already owned it. Like, I think we're totally good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's nice. It's big. Yeah. It's very it Potomac-y. 
the, mm-hmm. the driveway has like segments to it. Yeah. They've really, yeah. it's a nice place. It's yeah, totally a nice place. Might want to invest in some Nest cameras just to keep an eye on everything. Yeah. Um, all right, Tommy, are you vaxxed and waxed? <laughs> I'm one, not the other. Okay. Well, I'm both. If you've... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to But this is a thing, Great. though. Yeah. Vaxxed and waxed. Hot girl summer. Washington Post did an article about the hot vaxxed summer. And it's it's just it's just got everything in it. I mean, everything you might expect. Of course, the a younger set is going out and just partying. Mm-hmm. But also, like on the good news of all that, like this younger set is going out shopping. They're getting their nails done, getting their hair done. For a lot of these businesses that have just been suffering, totally. But it goes on to talk about how they interviewed the owner of Mission, which is that big bar right outside of Nats Park, and he's mm-hmm. saying he's seen celebrations in his bar that they are the equivalent of the 2019 Nats World Series run. And I wow. know from that, I know from that run because I we we talked to him and we know him. He's a friend of the show. They ran out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And this was a planned event. They literally totally. Budweiser parked a truck that just allowed them to just put more beer into their into their establishment. So he's saying it's the equivalent of that. Wow. <laughs> it goes one step further. That's awesome. I've only been like mildly like I mean I've been I've been out basically. I'm really not looking forward to when. And I think it's probably going to be next week when the credit card bill from the first month that DC has been reopened hits. That's going to be a sad day in 51st state. That's for sure. <laughs> but until then, guard pay yeah. the DM. Well, in, in theory, though, all these people saved a lot of money over the last year. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. going out and blowing a couple hundred dollars on shoes and a new haircut and a bar bill might not be so bad. Yep. Yep. And we've all been through it. And we, I mean, especially this area with all the things on top of the pandemic we've been through. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, all the dating apps are seeing like an increase in usage. They did see an increase in usage in 2020 because people were kind of doing the virtual thing. Yeah. But now it's like people are waxed and vaxxed and they're ready to do it in person. So, you know, all the accoutrements that go with getting intimate are also up. <laughs> do you want to quote the article, Kelly? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I'm going to let the imagination run on that one. <laughs> Perfect. It's a 30% sales increase over last year. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Bob Ross. <laughs> right. There's a happy place. So Bob Ross's likeness has been cut into a corn maze in Maryland. This is awesome. In Southern Maryland, um, right like down by Hollywood, Maryland, uh, they have cut Bob Ross's likeness into... <laughs> A field. The images are absolutely spectacular. It is in Chaptico, Maryland, right, um, right near Morgantown, right where the Virginia connector is at um, 301, and it's just spectacular. Spectacular that people put all this time and put all this work into it. You're going to go probably half an hour below Waldorf and way before St. Mary's to get there, but it's it's like it's in depth and it looks very much like Bob Ross. You think if you like try to cut something into a field, you know, the likeness and image might be a little bit harder to do. Kind of like when you see like a little potato chip that looks like Elvis, but no, Bob Ross looks really like Bob Ross and corn. Well, well, it's actually sunflowers. Oh, I'm sorry. Sunflowers. And, and, and um, you can't really tell unless you see the aerial view, their Facebook page, uh, gold petals farm is, um, has the aerial view of it and it's his face, mm-hmm. but they also have to kind of wait till the sunflowers get high enough. I know this because I'm I planted sunflowers for the first time this year and 
trust me, it's a little bit more challenging than it sounds. Um, <laughs> darn squirrels. Anyway, <laughs> they um, they uh, are hoping to open it this weekend because they got to make sure it's tall enough so you can really enjoy the whole maze. Oh, right. Um, right. Yeah. So um, it's very cool and very well done. Well done. And Bob, Bob Ross, we just need more of because he's just so freaking chill. True that. He's actually in the Smithsonian as the American History Museum is reopening. One of his easels and some of his original work is in the like culture, like the like popish culture section with like the crazy rich Asians dressed. It's by if you're going to the Smithsonian American History Museum, it's near where the ruby red slippers are. Dorothy's slippers. Perfect. Yeah. Bob Ross making a comeback. And what's really cool is I don't know if you know this, but Bob Ross Inc., like all of Bob Ross's like archives and his stuff, it's actually in the Reston area. Which is so random. Totally random. Yeah. So he was like from Florida and then this couple met him and his wife like years ago and they became partners. And now the like Bob Ross Inc. is run out of Northern Virginia. Way to keep the legacy alive. Totally. And that's how we make Bob Ross local. <laughs> in Maryland and Virginia and DC. We just hit a DMV triple play with Bob Ross. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you listen to yesterday's podcast episode, a big old fish company is bringing their headlines to um, their headquarters to DC. And by yesterday, I mean Friday. But if you know, in the in, in the in the stream, if you've subscribed, there it is on your podcast app. Very cool. Yeah, love that. So Kelly, I um I've done commencement addresses before. You did the commencement address at your alma mater the year after Maya Angelou did the commencement <laughs> address. Yes, and then before Julia Louis Dreyfus did. Um, I was part of a graduation ceremony this week. That's fun. Yeah. So, um, or last week, God, the days are blurry together. Last week uh, I was at Sequoia elementary in Durwood, Maryland, and they had their big like drive through graduation celebration for the fifth graders going on to middle school. Oh. And um, I was out there uh, announcing the cars as they walked, as they rode through. And they had these really cool, like the parents got together. They had like stations where they would write on your windshield or your back window. And then they gave ice pops and the diploma and swag for the, for the middle school that most of them are going to, which is really cool moment. Cause they still couldn't have the gathering because of whatever reasons. Um, but it was neat to be there to like announce the cars as they rolled in. And I had my microphone and I, I wanted to start talking to people about, whatever you think is next, like in the, in the, whatever happens next time. Cause we had like the before time and we had the COVID time. And I feel like whatever happens next is not going to be what it was, but it well, who knows? And so you don't have to be right, but you got to be honest as to what you honestly think is going to be happening. You'll have to forgive me as we're announcing names as we go at Sequoia Elementary. My name's Julie. I am the media specialist at Sequoia Elementary School. I think we're going to go into a major party mode where everybody is going to finally come out of their hole and enjoy their, themselves and enjoy their lives and have some fun. Do fun things. Okay, I'm all in on the Roaring Twenties. I yes. agree with you 100%. Yes. I don't know if I'll be wearing any flapper costume, but it definitely will just be a lot of talk talking and and close talking i'm so excited for the close talking yeah close talker we're having very close vaccinated talking right now (laughs) science is wonderful isn't it it really is on that note tell everyone your name 
Uh, my name's Aaron Glazer. Aaron, you gave um, you knew some science knowledge about cicadas that I did too, right? The cicadas come out in you intervals of prime number of years, and that's because PC. when uh, they when they come out that way, they don't come out at the same time. So they have less competition, it throws off predators, that we can see numbers and math working in nature. So Aaron, what do you think is the next thing? Um, I think it's back to normal plus masks in public spaces. Pretty much that, but also like you're saying, uh, with uh, a little bit more virtual engagement across the board, like school and for fun, like you're saying. Do you see people taking like more time and like longer trips and like I'll just dial in for this or maybe I'm not coming on Friday or maybe I'm not coming on Monday? I think it depends on what you do. I know my husband works in an industry where he can't do that. He's got to come in and be in. He manages money, finance guy, so checks got to get written and he's, you know, his job doesn't stop. Um, we're social animals and I think that need to get back together and Zoom just doesn't do it. 100%. Yeah. I'm so Zoomed out, yeah, I, I can't know. even. I'm Melinda and I'm the art teacher here. Um, my summer is going to be kind of taking care of some stuff at home that didn't happen and then have a little lake house at Lake Anna and boating and kind of getting back to nature and inviting friends over because we couldn't do it last summer. We love hosting and having people over. So, you know, my dream job is to run a bed and breakfast and just make everybody happy all the time. <laughs> How much fun is that teaching elementary kids art? It's fun. They, I, you see me like if I'm never having a bad day, I can walk in the cafeteria and I'm like, Miss Marcus, like I'm a rock star, which is really, really cool. And um, there's moments when just like magical stuff happens and you get to see kids grow and that's just fun. Like yesterday I had a dream moment. I had 15 kindergartners watercolor painting. And for the first time, because I've only been in the building a little bit, I put on some Vivaldi and I got kids. I got classical music painting and they are just, I'm like, I step back, I go, this is what I thought art teaching would be. And then a kid made this beautiful picture. I go, what is it? He goes, it's a dancing rainbow. Great. I'm like, can I have it and hang it up in my house? So yeah, that part's fun. So I, I do get to love what I do. First of all, why are you in a tuxedo? Well, I'm retired next week, so I figured gotta go out in style. After 16 years at Sequoia. Um, have you worn a suit at all this year? Because I sure haven't. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I rented this. We're talking about like what the next is, like what's next, what you think. You don't have to be right, but you just gotta be honest. What do you think the world looks like in you know the new school year and like moving forward is for anybody? Or do you not care because you're retired? No, I'm just going to say, I know what I'll be doing in two weeks or one week. So it's like, I'll think about that. I'm going to call everybody like next September to find out how it's going and tell them that I'm retired and they're still working. So I won't rub it in it just a little bit. Not too much, Tommy. Just a little bit. Thank you for coming, too. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My prediction, though, for kids going back to school, I just want them to go back. I don't, I don't care. Mass, no mass, in a bubble, not. I want like them to get up out of bed and go to school all day, and I'll see you at dinner. I want, that's what I want. Well, <laughs> I don't know. An, if it's, it's an aspiration. That's not a guess. But. I know, but I feel like if I put it out in the, in the universe, it will happen. You're just guessing your kids will be back to school. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, if you want to catch up with any of our past episodes and spend just, I mean, at this point, hundreds of hours of us just yapping in your ear, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't want that, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And if you like what we do, if you want to support our work, other than writing us a check for a million dollars, it'd be really <laughs> great if you would just leave five stars and leave a review on the podcast or send us a check for a million dollars. But if not, the, pot, the, the review and the, the five stars is just as good. Yes, please. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.